Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, and with us right now, we've got Glenn Main. Glenn, you are the managing partner at the Main Point Group, and your website is themainpoint.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Glenn, what do you do? What do I do? The worst question in the <laughs> world. I just had, um, I'm actually, uh, what I'm doing right now is camped up in a hotel room. Uh, you can see the decor um, that's ubiquitous around the world for those kinds of places. And uh, <clears throat> we drove 10 hours uh, from the People's Socialist Republic of Pennsylvania yesterday where I live to the uh, more open South, um, Got got to eat food in a restaurant. It was an incredible experience. Um, and trying to get a haircut today, uh, everybody's looking a little shaggy out there, particularly in Pennsylvania. And um, you, you're prohibited from getting a haircut. And so um, it's a two to three hour wait. Mm-hmm. And I have one day and my wife and her mom, my mother-in-law, and my um, wife's sister's mother-in-law, if you can imagine all of that, and I are driving back to uh, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing today. Yeah. Well, I mean, but so professionally, obviously you're sought after and, and kind of explain uh, professionally. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I appreciate <laughs> Sorry. So I thought I would, uh, but okay. So our business um, now going on close to 40 years, which is kind of crazy. Um, we I started as a uh, CPA, Certified Public Accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody who knows me can believe it. Um, I I did it, tolerated it, learned from it for five years, said this is not for me, jumped into the business world because my favorite clients were business owners in the CPA firm, just, just loved them. All crazy, all wonderful, lovable, you know, pillars of the community kind of people. And I saw the struggles that they had in their businesses mainly with financial people, honestly, and um, couldn't figure out how to deal with them, manage them, didn't understand what they were talking about kind of thing. And, you know, I'm a pretty good storyteller. I can boil things down to fairly plain English um, for normal people. And for for professionals, I can talk the talk if I need to, right? So I can bridge that gap pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe there's an opportunity there. And at first, you know, it's a starving artist problem. And lo and behold, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, we're in overnight success. And um, it's crazy, Josh. I mean, it's just the business that's coming out of this thing is over the top, wonderful. Um, So, you know, simplistically speaking, the website does a little better job, but but simplistically speaking, we, we help business owners solve problems. And this, like the chairman of, uh, Southwest Airlines said, this is a doozy. So um, we're, we're in our glory right now. Yeah. Well, um, when you say glory, so <clears throat> is it, I mean, it's just simply a matter of 
I think, unfortunately, many, many, many businesses are just absolutely mm-hmm. caught flat-footed. It's not like this was in their threat box and their SWOT analysis that they were planning oh. for kind of yeah. a shutdown, you know, an economic shutdown yeah. in response Worldwide to the pandemic. Pandemic, check, check, right? Nobody yeah. thought of it, right? So what what does one do? I mean, obviously, the you know, the idea is that, you know, if you plan for winter, then you know, at least you, you have some sort of plan ready to go. But if, you know, business owner, let's say they're a restaurant and the government says, sorry, you can't be open right now in mm-hmm. the manner that, that you were used to, what do you do? Well, so I like that planning for winter, but if winter is Chernobyl, then we get a problem, right? So the first problem was, you know, I've said, this isn't our Great Depression, this is our Hiroshima. Because somebody or the other dropped this bomb on us. Um, We have suspects, but, you know, I don't want to make it a political, religious argument. Um, People can decide on that for their own. That's not my problem. My problem is is helping these business owners navigate their way through an absolute jungle that that nobody's ever been to before. I mean, I haven't been to this before. Nobody's been to it before. Mm. So, you know, I'm a pretty good guide. I have that instinct. I have that capability. Been doing it for years and years and years. Not to the scale. It's just unbelievable. So um, my biggest concern since day one <clears throat> was initially, like, it hit me like, wait a minute, this could destroy our business. So it was purely selfish, right? Now, that would be an unfun thing. But We've learned from business owners who are wealth creators and, and people that know what they're doing in terms of, of, you know, building enterprises and building their own personal wealth and all that stuff. So from a pure financial family perspective, it isn't hurting us, right? And I, and I say that with, um, that's not a bragging situation. It's just that we followed our own advice. Hmm. But the problem is that if business owners go down, in a large way, which is what is predicted to happen. Um, billionaire um, guy on Ross owns related companies, um, the, the real estate company in New York and owns, uh, I think the Dolphins, somebody like that, sports teams. Um, he said, the problem is not the big businesses, right? They're, they're already declaring bankruptcy and they'll protect themselves and they have words of lawyers and all this stuff. That, that's not the problem here. It's the small businesses, right? Well, I deal with small businesses. I mean, they're not that small, you know, $50, $75 million worth of revenue. But, you know, that's not my background. That's not only how we came up. We own five small businesses. They're not $50 million in revenue. So when I say small, I mean not big, right? Not multinational corporations that can sort of fend for themselves. If the small businesses in America collectively – right? Who are the largest owners uh, of everything. If you think about it, the largest renters, the largest consumers of everything that's sold to everybody else, including big businesses, um, and the largest employers collectively, right? If that business sector goes down, everybody goes down, right? Mm. I mean, think about this a second. Think about how dependent we are and how for granted we take small businesses. Just try to do anything right now. 
it's it's not because you can't get your Verizon cable, although that's not working that well for me anymore. It's not because you can't. Um, what's another you know big business example? That's not really the problem. It's I can't get a haircut. I, I can't go to my favorite little um, Mexican joint, you know, in Pittsburgh. I I can't do functional things that I used to do without even thinking about it. Right? You you get in your car, you go to the office. Well, I can't go to the office right now. You know, it's just it's just a tumbleweed of problems, and and that's why I, I read a, a, a medical doctor report. The reason we're all feeling tired. It's because we have to think about everything we're doing every day. That's what small businesses address, right? That's how small businesses are created. I'll fix that problem. I'll take that problem off your hands. They're not there. They're not allowed to be there. That is a huge problem. And if they start filing bankruptcy, like the big businesses have already been doing, if you notice the news, right? They're all doing it. Hertz, Hertz to declare bankruptcy. J. Crew bankruptcy. That doesn't mean they're going out of business. Bankruptcy is used to protect the business until they can get right-sided. So what small businesses are going to do, I predict, is in the mean, not know what to do, try to hold on, spend their life savings, spend their retirement plans, everything else that they have, perhaps lose their houses, trying to keep a business afloat that should die, right? That's going to be the problem. It isn't the small businesses that are doing well, and there's as many doing better, ironically, than doing worse. But the ones that are doing worse are just decimated. So the mistake is to keep your business going when it should be put to rest, RIP. We should have a funeral, but you can't have one. But just have a, a, a virtual funeral, have Raj, uh, Josh you know, uh, take care of it for you online. And just get rid of it because the longer you stay, the longer you're going to put yourself behind in terms of figuring this out and getting to the other side of the picture. It's going to happen. You can't prevent this from happening. So I believe the thing to do right now is to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life and stop saving a business that's dying or dead. That's um, what I think. So is it a matter of, you know, again, I, I think – Sometimes ego plays into this. Other sure. times we think, well, the government's not going to let everything go to crap. You know, they're going to keep, you know, they're going to come up with another PPP and they're going to say, you know, they're going to save this. Um, right. But the PPP, which I've accidentally, I, I suppose, achieved national level, um, you know, ability recognition for. I mean, our little business is a consultant to larger community banks, right? That they're calling us to say, what do we do? We don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do, right? It, it, that's, that's no criticism. You know, professional firms, you know what you're doing, apparently. What do we do? I'm collaborating with the top tax attorneys, CPAs in the United States to get some help. There's 4.4 million, 4.4 million PPP loan borrowers. Help me understand how that's even going to be processed. I don't. I don't know how is this. How is this thing going to be managed? It makes no sense to me at all. We're going to have another rush, just like happened 
through the loan application process, which was a disaster, a, a messed up deal. Now we're gonna turn around and do it all over again with all of the people, not incrementally, although it was compressed, right, into a, a couple of month time frame. Now they've got eight weeks, which, which will go by in a flash, and then every single one of them is required to file this form that was just announced in, in this midnight kind of a deal after hours, Friday, the uh, May the 15th, with a set of documents and instructions that even the smartest tax attorneys who are some of my buddies and accountants in the United States cannot figure out. They will tell you it's so full of contradictions, errors, so forth, because everything is happening so fast, right? It's not anybody's fault. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. So we have this complete mess. People are required to comply with it under penalty of 30 years in jail or a million dollar fine. Don't think it can't happen, right? All prosecution's already underway. So people have to be extremely careful. This is not to be... Um, I, I've I've heard a lot of early on, particularly even CPAs that I respect tremendously, uh, clients. Oh, it's no big deal. They're they're just gonna they're just gonna let it all go through. Nope, not true. Absolutely not true. They're already marshalling the audit resources. Do you know you have an eight year retention requirement for the documents? Why would you need eight years to retain documents that don't matter? I think it's because it's going to need eight years to straighten it out and to check everybody. Oh, by the way, do you realize there's a whistleblower component to this with an 800 number? And, well, wait a minute. So if I accidentally upset one of my employees in this process, because a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, and they don't have a job, and their unemployment, which is being over, it's overpaying people to stay home, right? Uh, uh, again, not a political statement. I think it's appropriate for a little while. Businesses can't even hire people back because they don't want to go to work again. They're scared, number one. Number two, they're being paid too much to stay home. If one of those people gets upset and calls the 800 number, do you know what happens? Do you, do you know what happens, Josh? I would imagine the, it, the way you're teeing it up, I'm going to guess that the onus is on the business owner to prove their innocence. Uh Yes. Number two, yes, that's true. However, the second bad thing that happens is they are completely protected by the law from for anonymity. You cannot oh, find out you. who is accusing you, which is against their constitutional rights, right? That's that's number two. Number three, they get 25% of the reward for the recovery. Mm. This is so inside out, backwards, upsetting to me. I can't believe it. So the business owner is out there fighting fires and somebody else has a knife ready for his back. I, I think it's insane what we're doing to ourselves. So if I'm a business owner, it sounds like a couple, couple of things here that, that in terms of like actionable, what you would yeah. recommend. Number one is, listen, if the thing is dying and it's not going to be resurrected, just shut it down, move on to your next thing. That's number yeah. one. Number two, you know, if you took PPP funds, be very careful uh, yes, because absolutely. we don't, and I don't think, I think what I'm hearing you saying is that we don't know, all, we, the rules that we do know are uh, pretty, pretty risky. 
Number yes. two, we probably don't know all the rules at this point. We so don't. be very cautious about moving forward. Um, and uh, I would imagine, you know, make sure you've got good financial advisors that are, yes. you know, the best that they can based on what they're learning right. day to day, uh, right. you know, following right. what they, what, what you should be doing. Excellent. Um, Mm-hmm. So in terms of restarting, let's say someone says, well, Glenn, we're just really suffering right now. Say we're a service mm-hmm. provider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, business is really down right now. I had to let go mm-hmm. of 80% of my employees or a skeleton mm-hmm. crew right now. How do I turn right. this thing around? Right. So what we're doing for our clients and they're, I mean, we can't serve $4.4 million uh, people. That's absurd to even think about, right? You, you cannot provide a personal level service that way. So what we're doing is already pivoting away from over-concentration on PPP. Okay, PPP is clear enough to me, even though it's unclear, what is happening is what's going to happen, right? You have to get in front of the train that's gonna run you over instead of trying to catch up with the train. That will not work as a strategy, okay? so. PPP, you're correct. My military friend calls it CYA. If you don't know what that means, I'm not going to explain it. Just look it up. Okay. The polite way of saying it is document, document, document. The way not to be accused of a criminal act, and there's criminal act um, penalties here, potentially, by accident. Accidental criminal acts are, are the same. Okay. So the way not to be accused of that is to have a professional sign off on what you did. So document it like crazy, call your lawyer, somebody like that, and say, would you give me a letter that acknowledges that I discussed this with you and I'll spend $100, $500, whatever your lawyer costs is worth a, 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 a gold right here and stick that letter in your file that you had professional counsel of some sort not necessarily giving you the answers because they don't know either. I don't know either. But get somebody professional who understands this issue and and do a CYA letter. That's what the big firms are doing right, left, and center. Okay. It's a Susan Rice letter, right? We know what that is. She went back to the White House on her computer, wrote an email to herself as a lawyer and said, we did everything right because of these things. And now that's what lawyers do. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, stop trying to save a bad business. If you weren't in the business that you're in and you stand back from it with advice from a Josh or somebody capable to look at businesses, to look objectively at your situation, maybe it's your spouse. I mean, somebody that won't criticize you because that's not what this is about. Somebody who can tell you the truth. We call it T3. Get to the honest assessment of situation. Okay. Is this worth saving? Can I do this realistically? Not do I want to? Has it been in my family for 134 years? Right now that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay. It's is this a business going forward? Would I start this business today in this situation? That's another way, good way to say it. Yeah. There's two kinds of businesses right now, okay? Actually two ways to think, but let's call it businesses. There's an archaic business, right? And there's a resilient business. 
I promise you, there are so many new, resilient business opportunities coming out of this. You know, the iPhone is what, 10 years old? You can always tell of the number of the latest iPhone. Somebody explained that to me that was under 30. You know, I have an iPhone 10. I think there's an 11 now. I'm not sure. But it's only 10 years old. And it developed in a, in a time of, of peace and, and tranquility and prosperity. A crisis creates the same opportunities. Right. right? Yep. So think hard. It's not that hard. But, it, but if you don't know how to do it, ask Josh, ask me, ask somebody who does this kind of stuff to tell you the first three things that come to their mind, because there's 300,000 of them, the first three business ideas that come to their mind and check that out. Spend an hour a day on that every day and spend the rest of your 12 hour days that you work on the stuff that you have to get done, right? But don't just sit there. Don't go into depression. We're gonna see suicides, opiate, I mean, it's already happening, right? Do not give up hope. Do not get depressed. It's not worth it, okay? We need you out there. And people with the skill sets and the risk tolerance and the craziness, and I mean that, to be business owners should be held up as frontline heroes. I get why hospital workers are, but you know what? You're running into the fire too. So, you know, there, there's a business idea, the Heroes Fund for business owners. I mean, I'm mm. telling you, this is a this is a huge problem and we yeah. cannot afford to lose the businesses. We can't because we can't regenerate them. Well, Glenn Main, uh, again, thank you so much. I mean, I feel like we could have chatted, we could continue mm. to chat for quite some time. Um, it's an important issue. Uh, and, you know, again, I agree. I think the economic impact from this, I think a lot of, people will uh, agree that the economic impact from this may be just as deadly uh, as oh, the, the actual pandemic. Sure. Oh, it, it, it's already happened. And, and I just hope that we can recover, but we don't have a lot of time, mm. right? The faster this happens, the faster business owners under quarantine and out of quarantine. See, business owners, uh, they're fighters, right? They're survivors. But, but when you put concrete shoes on their feet, uh, a brick backpack on their back, and then you tell them it's illegal to operate as a business. Yeah. I mean, at some point, honestly, people just say, I can't take it anymore. You know, I don't want that to happen. It doesn't need to happen. If you want to be a small business owner going forward, I can argue easily to anyone that this is the best time in history, best time in history. I'm more excited about our business and what's going to happen the rest of my life than I've ever been in my whole career. And it's been 40 years. Yeah. It's just insane. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable right now. Unprecedented uh, shifts in, uh, you know, again, economies and the markets, um, you know, yes, I, again, they're going to create lots and lots of opportunities and, and there are massive opportunities right now and massive need uh, for business owners to provide that leadership. Glenn Main, I want to thank you so much for joining us again, managing partner of The Main Point, and you are on the web at themainpoint.com. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com. 
com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.